Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. This week, we're going to start with Marshall McLuhan, who said this, We become what we behold. We shape our tools, and thereafter, our tools shape us. He also said this, Theirs is the customary human reaction when confronted with innovation, to flounder about attempting to adapt old responses to new situations, or to simply condemn or ignore the harbingers of change. A practice refined by the Chinese emperors who used to execute messengers bringing bad news. The new technological environments generate the most pain among those least prepared to alter their old value structures. The literati find the new electronic environment far more threatening than do those less committed to literacy as a way of life. When an individual or social group feels that its whole identity is jeopardised by social or psychic change, its natural reaction is to lash out in defensive fury. But for all their lamentations, the revolution has already taken place. There's a lot to pick and chew over there from Marshall McLuhan. But why am I starting this week's podcast with these, uh, these statements? Well, I've been seeing a lot of comments recently about where is photography going and is it in crisis and is Instagram the devil's work? So often I think the photographer can be incredibly conservative with a small c and really not like the idea of technological change and yet the photographic medium is itself based upon technological change in the options it gives us creatively but i've just seen something in the last week that may be taking that a little bit too far photoshop have just announced in their version 22 a set of neural filters a cloud-based technology based on machine learning and GANs that offer a set of switches and sliders to use their beta technology. But what's a GAN? Well, a GAN is a generative adversarial network. Yeah, I know you were ahead of me on that one. And it's a, it's a class of machine learning frameworks given a training set this technique learns to generate new data with the same statistics as the training set. What this basically means is GAN can train on photographs and can then generate new photographs that look at least superficially authentic to human observers, having maintained the realistic characteristics within that previous photograph. What we're really talking about here, I suppose, is creating photography from data rather than creating photography from seeing and looking. The idea of the Photoshop apps is supposed to be fun. And the whole process is that you can take a, a portrait photograph and make it look as if that person looks so much better. For a long time, we've had this, of course, within our smartphones, those ideas of those softening filters and so forth, which allow us to look, and I use the word advisedly here, better or perhaps younger. 
Anyway, we've had them for a long time within smartphones, and now it seems that that uh, post-production process software, Photoshop, that we all use as a professional tool, has adopted the same kind of logic. A photographer who was certainly not adverse to adopting new technologies and new ways of working has sadly left us in the last week. On the last episode, I spoke about the loss of Chris Killop a couple of weeks ago. It was Harry Evans. And this week, it's Frank Horvath. It really is starting to become a little bit too regular, an element of this podcast. But these photographers are so important, it's wrong to ignore their passing, I feel. So Frank Horvath was born in 1928. Uh, if you're not aware of his work. And he was a photographer who lived and worked uh, primarily in France and in Paris, best known for his fashion photography for Harper's Bazaar and Elle magazine. And that was published between the mid-1950s and the late 1980s. Horvath's kind of photographic opus includes photojournalism, portraiture, landscape, nature and sculpture. He brought them all together in one image again and again and again, particularly from a fashion perspective. In 1988, he produced a book that I really recommend you trying to find. It's really good, uh, of interviews with fellow photographers such as Don McCullen, Robert Duano, Sarah Moon, Helmut Newton and Mark Ribot. At the beginning of the 90s, he was one of the first major photographers to experiment with Photoshop. In 1998, he replaced his professional equipment with a compact camera. And in 2011, he introduced Horvathland, which was really way ahead of its time. And it was an online iPad application. Rest in peace, Frank. I don't want this uh, particular episode to be too much of a downer, but I was thinking uh, just the other week, a few days ago actually, when I noticed that the Italian designer Enzo Mari had died, that I'd photographed Enzo and had a lovely day with him back in 2005 in Milan for a a book of my work, which was published by Thames and Hudson called uh, At Home with the Makers of Style. Terrible title, not my title, but I think the book stands up. Anyway, just made me think about how many people I photographed who have passed. Terence Conran, just in the a month or so ago, somebody else who I'd photographed and uh, and who died. And then I started to go back through my archive, and it was really quite, um, I suppose, grounding just how many people. Um, I have photographed who we've lost in the recent years. I suppose in a way it's perfectly natural as a portrait photographer that I get asked to photograph people who are important in their time. And a lot of them now who I've photographed over the last 20 years are reaching their 70s and 80s and therefore not with us uh, any longer or coming to the end of their lives it just really, I suppose, made me think how important those moments were that I spent with those people, how important the photographs are as a memory of that moment. And once again, it kind of re-emphasises the importance of photography as that historical document. 
this week we welcome to the strand that you've all got used to if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis what does photography mean to you in which i ask a photographer to answer that question in audio form in less than five minutes and this week we're joined by uh, olivia rose Olivia graduated in 2008 from the fashion photography course at the London College of Fashion. She was one of 100 photographers, I should say, selected for the British Journal of Photography's Portrait of Britain Award in 2017 and was the WBW Awards Photographer of the Year in 2016. Olivia balances freelance picture editing for major mainstream press with her personal projects and commissions for magazines such as ID and Vogue, with a portfolio of portraits including Mary J. Blige, Drake and Georgia Smith. In 2016, her extensive documentation of the UK's grime scene developed into an award-nominated book, This Is Grime, created together with journalist Hattie Collins. Olivia's clients include Nike, McQ, Timberland, The Couples, Dazed and Confused and Fader, amongst many others. I think what photography means to me has changed over the years. I have these visceral memories of the photography that was up on the walls of my parents' first house up until I was five. Actually, I think we were there till I was about 10 or 11, but um, we had these prints on the wall taken by my dad. And, you know, I remember the the magic and the smells of the chemicals of, you know, going to the lab with him. Um, And so I think from an early age, you know, photography had like a kind of a mystique for me. And, you know, I was always interested in in the processes of of analog photography and and what seemed to be like magic. You know, you, you took these rolls in and they swilled around in chemicals and suddenly an image was born. Um, and then I think over the years when it came to me actually growing up and being an adult woman and thinking about what, what I might be or what career I might have, um, photography took on a, a sort of different meaning. It became a symbol of, of something I didn't want to do. And I think still to this day, I have a, I have a mixed relationship with the concept of photography as a whole, because the thing that I was never much interested in was the camera and the tech and what I've always been interested in, what's always been, you know, at the absolute heart of, of all of my work and everything that I do is the people that I get to meet. I'm definitely of the school of thought that subject comes first, you know, the, the who you're photographing, the what you're photographing will always be more important to me than, than any equipment or tech or what lens I'm using or what camera I'm even holding. Um, so I suppose photography for me now means, you know, it's been a gateway. It's been, it's been a, a way to open doors for myself that I can meet incredibly interesting people and super talented people and people who, you know, I've, I've, taken on as friends and and hopefully will be friends with for the rest of my days um through this medium of of capturing the essence of a person and i think there's always been a level of me wanting to capture authenticity you know i think for me photography is is kind of the final frontier on being able to capture an authentic frame of somebody 
which is now, especially now I'm working as a director, you know, I, I understand even more the importance of that that one captured moment and and how you infuse so much information into one still frame of a day, of a meeting, of a photo shoot. Um, yeah, photography, photography to me has changed over the years. And so what's interesting is that even what I'm saying to you now might not be what I would say if you asked me again in five years or in 10 years. Thank you, Olivia, for your contribution this week. A few interesting themes, I think, um, developing there out of what Olivia had to say. I think so many of us have such a complex relationship, don't we, with photography? And, of course, that sense of it changing as we change, so relevant to understanding that actually photography is about people. It isn't about equipment. And and Olivia commenting on that, I suppose it, it ties in with what I was talking about at the beginning of this week's episode when I was talking about post-production and AI and all of that stuff. Why is it that some photographers or people feel that photography is about cameras and it is about uh, equipment it's something which kind of has to be overcome i think and it's very strange because we wouldn't think that carpentry was about hammers or plumbing was about spanners or anything else you want to kind of add to that that kind of sense of metaphor because in reality of course we all know that the camera is just a tool and we, we use the right tool for the right job and following on from that it's also interesting to me that Olivia is doing a lot of her work with moving image and directing film it is that button on the camera that I mention that you never press or that is rarely pressed I had a conversation recently with a photographer online and she'd read the article that I'd written about the idea of making exhibition-based films. And she said, well, yeah, you know, I could get in contact with a videographer to do that. I thought, well, why don't you do it yourself? Why don't you kind of explore that, that opportunity? Anyway, she started to talk about art and so forth and what she considered to be her art and not her art. And i got to be honest, I got a little bit kind of bored with it and I didn't really know what to say in response when people kind of dive into that kind of understanding that everything has, has to be pigeonholed and art seems to be the pigeonhole that sort of most people want to dive into and I don't understand that. I understand creativity and I understand creativity within an art form, but not by just slapping the word art on it. So great to see there that Olivia is really responding to the opportunities that she's being, uh, she's being given. And of course, I suppose she, she started off talking about the influence um, her father. And actually, I don't know who her father is. I don't know if he's a photographer I should know about. I don't know if he's a photographer I do know uh, or not. But uh, we'll keep that one secret, maybe. But um, talking about there the influence that her father and that idea of pictures around the house had as uh, as a child and how it um, how it influenced her in her chosen career and her understanding of photography and i yeah we've spoken about this on many occasions the importance of that we have as people working with the medium to pass on that passion pass on that knowledge and pass on that excitement that we get 
from photography. It's funny, actually, you know, tying back up again to earlier in the podcast, Frank Horvath was one of the photographers who I first came across when I started to look at the history of photography, because at that time I was working very much within a fashion environment, and Horvath's images seemed to be kind of otherworldly to me and incredibly clever. And I really, um, I was intrigued by how he was creating the pictures and and why he was creating them, of course, the word why, always so important. So the passing down of, uh, of passions and um, the mixed con- complexity of our relationship with photography, these are themes that we've, uh, we've had in previous weeks, and I'm sure we're going to have them in future weeks. You'll find them, of course, as I've said previously, in written form when the book that ties in with this segment comes out mid-November. I can tell you now it should be available to buy roughly around November the 5th, and that will be at the Blue Coat Press website at uh, £9.99. I think I may have said 9 95 before. It's 9 99 just one penny underneath uh, £10, and uh, that's plus postage and packing. So I think reading through them, uh, all the contributions, the edited contributions, you'll really get the sense of those themes developing. And of course, may also encourage you, because they are edited from the actual contributions, to go back uh, through the archive of the podcast and listen to some that you may have missed. Um, we've done so many now, I can't believe that anybody who is listening to this podcast, has listened to everyone. If you have, do please get in contact with us via Twitter and let us know that you are a, a super fan of the podcast. Anyway, that's it, I think, for this week. Uh, just uh, enough time to say thank you very much for all of your support and your kind words concerning the Jim Mortram uh, exhibition film that we launched as part of photo oxford thank you very much for your support of the podcast as i say uh, quite regularly the listening figures are absolutely rocketing and that's really great so obviously um we're doing something right but we're not going to stick to what we do all the time we'll constantly evolve and change because that's how it should be in any creative medium uh, just also please if you are listening on a platform that allows you to put a rating or leave a comment please do that especially if it's positive because it really helps us spread the word of the podcast and spread the word of what we're trying to say about photography and from within photography so just leaves me to say as the sun's coming up on a beautiful autumn day take care